If you wonder about the birds and the bees, just tune in to some Frank and Beans. Hi, everybody. This is the Frank and Beans podcast. I'm Brian, and we have a very special guest with us today via phone, speaker phone. It's Missy. I'm Missy. Hi, Missy. I think I'm doing such a beautiful job of sound engineering. I don't think anyone will ever tell that you're on the <laughs> speakerphone. I'm definitely on the phone. I don't think I, I think people will will think that you're sitting right next to me, and we're just having a conversation. Well, I mean that's hopefully what they'll get because that will be the best thing possible. I agree. I agree. Are you drinking anything, Missy? Well, actually, I'm drinking a bubbly. Mm. Um, a low-carb, non-alcoholic beverage. <laughs> okay. Um, is that like a Diet Coke or? It's flavored seltzer water, basically. Is Bubbly the brand name? Yeah, Bubbly is the name of the brand. It's the brand name. Okay, I I'm stupid. Is there a flavor to it? No. It's strawberry. Okay, that doesn't sound so and bad. It's pretty decent. Yeah, it's pretty decent. All right, sounds like it go well with vodka. It actually would be really good with vodka, but I did not consider doing that. I was just wanting a little bubbly. Fair enough. I discovered the secret to making old fashions at home, and I am... I know. I am addicted. I know. I'm, no, I'm... Yeah, I'm an alcoholic. Yeah. I'm going to have to have one of your old fashions, though, because I do enjoy a good old fashioned here and there. Well, the secret that I found and what I've, how I've been making it is with my simple syrup. So, you know, with simple syrup, you uh -huh. just, um, you boil a cup or you, you boil equal parts of water and sugar, right? Right. And that's simple syrup. But what I did for these, for my old fashioned simple syrup is, so I did a cup, two cups of water, a cup of white sugar and a cup of brown sugar. Ooh. Makes a world of difference. It's amazing made it a little snazzy there right yeah i'm stepping up my my homemade drink game mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and here begins my journey into alcoholism you know somebody's gotta have good goals for themselves somebody's <laughs> gotta be an alcoholic <laughs> the world needs ditch diggers right it needs balance the world needs balance that's true very true so Beth couldn't be with us tonight. She's sick. She's been sick all weekend. She's not doing well. So we decided to give Missy a call. She owns three-fourths of the podcast anyway. The la last <laughs> podcast, right? <laughs> I, <laughs> I'm a big fan. I'm I, a big supporter. <laughs> I think 75% of the last podcast's episodes were um, recommended by Missy. Yeah, I have a lot of really random ideas that pop into this brain here and there. And so every idea I get, I just shoot. Yeah, <laughs> and, you. you know, we used it because we were out of ideas and we had no complaints. None Good. at all. All right, so tonight we're going to be talking about, let's see, episode one was Can Men and Women Be Just Friends? And I'd like to yes. say that you and I are just friends, correct? Right, exactly. So we obviously hit the yes button on that one. We hit the yes button on that one. What is our Snapchat streak score so far? Oh my gosh. Um, it's like 500. 
twenty seven. I, I think that sounds right. Yeah, five hundred and twenty seven. Um, yeah, and that's not including all of our sales. <laughs> well, no, we got screwed. There were several times where we did. I mean, we had a good like sixty, seventy, eighty um, snap streak, and we'd wake up the next right. morning and it was erased. Gone. Snapchat screwed us twice. Twice that happened. Yeah. So we fall under the category of just friends, and we've been doing that for a while. Let's see. What else can we say about us? Well, we, I mean, we actually maybe can say that just as friends, we've actually done, like, traveling. We've gone places and done stuff. Oh, that's true. And, you know, never crossed any lines or anything. So I think that that's kind of impressive I and think- a big support to the ability for, for opposite sex to be friends. Yeah, I agree. Um, we went to Kansas City, and mm-hmm. uh, let's see, how many nights was that? Two or three? Two? Uh, we've done that two or three times. Yeah, Kansas City, and then uh, you came to when I lived in Springfield. Came to Springfield a couple times. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah. What else have we done? I guess that's it. And then I've come to Arkansas. But yeah, um, we've never had sex, and like you said, never crossed lines. So, yay us. Right, exactly. And Snapchat streak, never any inappropriate pictures have been sent. Very true. Very true. I might have been on the toilet for a couple of them, but I wasn't going to tell you. Well, (laughs) I mean, (laughs) most of us end up doing that at some point in time. (laughs) For sure. For sure. So our first episode was, uh, can men and women just be friends? The second episode Mm -hmm. was kind of a mix between... Um. Oh, there he is. There he goes. Yeah. <laughs> Our super special guest. What's his name? His name's Hudson. Hudson? Hudson's got Hudson, an opinion on yeah. this. He likes to let me know that I'm on the phone and he'd like to have some attention. Sure. And we would love to give him some yeah. attention. Some Frankenbeans <laughs> attention. Um, Wait, so what was the second one? The, the second, second one, one was kind of... um. You know, can, are are you comfortable with your significant other having, oh yeah, having a best friend as opposite sex or same sexual orientation? Um, right. And then also like the friend zone and how to get it out of the friend zone or how to respect the friend zone. Yeah. And then. Well, and I actually had a story mm-hmm. pertaining to the the friend. You know, your significant other having. A friend of the opposite sex. You did. Um, yeah. Yeah, and I texted you that, and it and I had completely forgotten about it. So obviously, when I took the poll, um, I think I said I I didn't choose yes or no. I said something about um, it depends, you know. And sure. I had some you know some things in there, but as I was listening to the second episode it just dawned on me and and I was reminded of a friend of mine who I'd been best friends with forever, um, ended up getting married and divorced. And then I I ran into his ex-wife like five years later Mm -hmm. and she gave me a big hug and said, you know, that it wasn't my fault, but that she just felt like she could never live up to his view of me in his life. Right. And that she just constantly felt like she wasn't, as important to him as I was. So I guess that would be for me just kind of a little warning to people like to just be aware and to be sensitive to your significant other. Um, 
and make sure that that kind of feeling isn't happening if you've got a best friend of the opposite sex because uh i mean it could it could be possible you know when you think about the value of a relationship that does not involve sex mm-hmm. and how that person you know you really are valuing them as a as a, a real person and sure. it has nothing to do with whether or not they're going to be hopping into the sack with you later tonight um for somebody else who you know that if that's the only thing that they're adding to that relationship is the fact that they are having sex with you that might be a source of sensitivity for them i can see that and, and we kind of touched on that a little bit um mm-hmm. with i forget which episode um this is not my first old-fashioned today but, um, yeah. <laughs> you know, we, we kind of touched on that, especially with um, cheating and not that it's connected, but um, poly relationships, that it's almost easier just mm-hmm. to deal with somebody who cheats on you rather than somebody who has a connection and feelings with somebody else. Sure. Yeah. So, so I mean, um, I can totally understand to where, you know, your relationship with this guy was totally platonic and maybe she was... Um, not I, I, maybe a little bit jealous of that that you guys could have that that such a such a close bond and you weren't having sex exactly yeah and i think that that played i'm, I'm not going to say that that was what caused their divorce to happen i think that there were a lot of other things but it was definitely obviously something that contributed because she brought it up like yeah <laughs> i it never even dawned on me that i could have possibly been a part of that but she she mentioned it five years later Mm -hmm. um and i i mean it just had never even dawned on me that that could be a possibility very interesting i mean it's kind of it's very very interesting interesting, how people will get jealous over you know that very genuine connection that is not that sex is not involved in um rather than you know she may i i don't know um but yeah i would rather somebody cheat i guess cheat on me and just have sex with somebody and just has have that physical connection for 30 minutes rather than have this bond that has lasted 527 snapchat streaks <laughs> right you know exactly i mean that's that is going to be the longest snapchat streak in history i mean i mean i feel like we should be going for a guinness book of world records i think we're i think we're getting there um i forget what the record is but i can look it up real quick um, but yeah. I, I think we're only like 200 off. I mean, it's not far at all. Oh my gosh. It's going to happen. Let's see. Let's the longest Snapchat. God, that's so hard to say. Snapchat streak <laughs> is 798 days. So almost 800. So we got a little bit of work to do, oh my gosh. but I feel like we've got a pretty good lead. Oh yeah. Yeah. And that was uh two years oh. ago. Missy, I think we might, uh, I, I, I think we might be uh, contenders. I feel as though we are. Yeah. We are strong contenders. If, if there's yeah. anybody else out there who has a very long uh, snap streak, go ahead and email us, um, fnb at, no, 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 fnbpodcast at gmail.com. Um, just so me and Missy can kind of have a gauge to see how close we are to making you guys look like shit. <laughs> Absolutely, screenshot that thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we, we need proof. We're not just going to take your word for it. We know you're a bunch of liars. Right. You're listening, very untrusting people. You're listening to a sex and dating relationship podcast. 
We know you're a bunch of cheaters and liars, and that was not fair. I'm sorry. I love every single one of our listeners. Right, exactly. So then the third episode, we kind of talked with uh, Zach Slusher. Um, I, I, I forget what that was about or what the, um, what the, the focus was. Um, it's kind of hard to focus with um, with Beth and, and, and Zach. They're both kind of all over the place, and it's hard to keep up with them. But <laughs> let me think. I, I think it was kind of. I to it, but I can't remember what it was. Yeah. Um, I know the title was Going Steady with Zach Slusher because everyone wants to go steady with Zach Slusher. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, today, drum roll, we're going to be talking about first dates and what to do on first dates, what not to do on first dates, where to go on first dates, what to talk about on first dates. Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. Um, everybody so loves the first date. Have you had a really terrible first date, Brian? I have, and <laughs> um, I wish I could remember all the details. Um, I've told this story a million times. It was, I felt like I was on candid camera or some kind of prank show. Um, I was waiting for Ashton Kusher to come out and be like, oh, you just got punked. It was that bad. <laughs> right. Um, but it was just, I, I, I don't know if I want to go into all the details. You can listen to Terrible Fucking People podcast episode. I think it was the Saraha episode. I think that sounds right. Um, you can listen to that episode and hear the whole thing, but it was just a nightmare and not a good date and, and very weird follow-ups after that date. I don't even want to talk to uh, talk about it. But it what about you? Bad. Yeah, it was pretty bad. I mean, it was just yeah, a, a big, yeah. gigantic waste of time, and, and I don't know. The, the problem with, I, I think, is, and I'm going to brag on myself. I'm going to puff up my chest a little bit and, and stand up straight, and I think I date well. I don't think I've had very many bad dates. And I know um, from what I've heard from females, like you guys are notorious for having bad dates for some reason. And it's not your fault. Um, But for some reason, it's just like, oh, the winners come out of the woodworks for you guys and show up and just make asses out of the whole male gender. True or false? (laughs) Well, yeah. So, like, a lot of my first dates here within the last couple of years, you know, it wasn't, it didn't even make it to the actual date. Oh. So, like, the guy, the guys would end up absolutely blowing it in text. Oh. <laughs> like, you know, right before the very first date. So, my actual dates really weren't that terrible, to be completely honest, because the, the really terrible ones kind of weeded themselves out. But there were... There were two that were not really that wonderful, and they were just kind of creepy. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, just like lurkers that kind of just stared at you the whole time and um, weren't really great with conversation and were, you know, one guy just got real handsy, and he was, like, massaging my neck and everything, and it's just, like, really uncomfortable. Okay. Like, I don't know you. Don't touch me. Right. <laughs> That's we're not there yet. Sure. Um, yeah. So. Okay. So a good. Um, I don't know what that beep was. It wasn't somebody on the phone. Um, because we're not on the phone, right? You're in the studio with me. I am sitting right there beside you. Right. Yeah. In the um, Frank and Beans podcast uh, studio. 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 Thank you. God, these old fashions. Um, <laughs> 
But uh, so so based off of your first dates, what are some what's some good tips for the men listeners out there um, on what yeah, not so, to absolutely. do? One of one of the big ones for me would definitely be don't ask me to come to your house mm-hmm. first. Fair enough. Like like as a first date meeting as a first date, don't suggest your house as a first date. Right. Okay. Like first date, I'm not going to come to your house. And and don't ask me to come meet you. Like, I mean, I could see meeting at the house, maybe if we've been talking for a while and it seems comfortable, and then maybe you're coming out and we're driving together to okay. go somewhere. Yeah. Um, but in what I scenario? Could see that more so uh, than the house being the actual date. Sure. <laughs> but what in in what scenario is it? I I, I mean. I think it's kind of general consensus that meeting at a place, each person driving their own vehicle, is right. kind of the norm now. So, in what makes the most sense? Sure. So, in what scenario would it be okay for you to go and pick him up, or him to come and pick you up? Right. No, not first date. Okay. Ever. Okay. And, and so, like for me, I would never hand out my address to anyone because I'm like, I don't want you to be able to look me up. I don't want you to be able to find me. Um, because if this goes south, I don't want you having my information. Sure. You know, like, absolutely. You know, that's that is, smart. That is not okay. Like when you're um, meeting strangers on the internet, you need to have a, right. a, a bit of, um, what's the word for it? I know you can think of it before I can. I want to say, not, not so much boundaries, but you need a little bit of privacy. You need, need a little bit of, there's a word for it and it starts with an A. Anonymity? Anonymity. Yeah. Did I get that right? Yeah, that's, uh, that is actually a word in the dictionary. I will drink to that. Mm. Anonymity. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. It's hard to say. Hudson agrees. Oh, there he is again. <laughs> so, yeah, you need to have some some space in the beginning just to make sure that this is a safe person that I would want to have knowledge about where I live and you know right I just don't want you to come into my house like, sure that makes period. sense so so for first dates um, everybody just meet at a at a at a, a mutual location at a, at a, mutual, at a mutual location um, a public space um, don't meet strangers off the internet at the park right that's a good tip <laughs> that would be a really good tip okay so, yeah, don't go to dark, mysterious places where you are alone. Sure, don't go to the other person's house. Don't th- don't have them come to yours. It's a first date. Right. Okay, fair enough. What else we got? And then, where do yeah, you don't where, touch me? Okay. Like, unless I mean, there there are some people that have the ability to just you know have a spark with someone right from the beginning. Uh-huh. Um, I would say I am less inclined. To that I'm not like the most re- incredibly romantic person. I don't okay. really, you know, I don't fall head over heels, you know, right out the gate with anyone. So, so is there a time in a first me, date? Is there a time in the first date where touching is appropriate? Or let me ask this: in your experience, in your dates, how soon did the touching happen before you were like, no, 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 done? Was it very soon? Was it halfway through? Was it clearly it was the end of the day? Yeah. So, like, for the one guy 
who was like an absolute no. Um, it was pretty soon. Mm-hmm. Like he sat on the side of the table beside me at the restaurant, oh. and then I mean it was just like too much. Yeah, don't do that. Like, and I was, and it was a booth, so I'm on the inside. Oh. <laughs> slides in beside me and it's like what like why are you even doing that and then um like i mean he was just very touchy-feely so massaging my neck and gotcha you know just thinking he was being very romantic like this is just all creeping me out you know like don't Hmm. don't do that um sorry give some space Let's get some basic foundation. Right. (laughs) So that brings up a good question. That brings up a good question. Um, If you're, if you go to a restaurant on a first date um, for dinner, where do you sit? Do you sit in a booth? Do you sit at a table? Do you sit at the bar? Oh gosh. You know, I would, I would say that any of those would be fine, but like sit across from each other. Like, Okay, yeah. Because this way you're able to see each other very clearly. You're recognizing the nonverbals because nonverbals are really important in terms of communication. Like, Especially on a first date. They're more important. Yeah. What they're saying because if their body language isn't supporting the words that are coming out of their mouth, then you can kind of spot a dangerous person right. you know, or a liar. And especially um, on a first date. Because they're to... not congruent. Right, yeah, yeah. Makes sense. And And... and more so on a first date because a lot of people are nervous and they're not verbalizing everything that they're thinking or, you know, so yeah. body language is especially important on a first date. Absolutely. Okay. And that's kind of where you're going to get your cues for, am I open to you? Like touching me? Am I open to you? Giving me a hug when we're leaving? Like, because throughout the date I've been getting more comfortable with you. I've been opening myself up more, you know, like, I'm, I'm giving you those cues throughout the date, yeah. Um, you know, and making those suggestions through my, my body language, through my nonverbals, I might not be well like, yo, are you going to give me a hug and a kiss? Like, <laughs> do sure. that. Sure. Um, because verbally, that's just weird. Um, and that's very vulnerable. You're putting yourself out there in a way that if they decided to be, you know, to reject you, then you're going to get your feelings hurt or whatever. Um, You know, I mean, I just think you'd be able to gauge better how your date is going if you're sitting across from them. So I guess I said the bar would be okay, but the bar is probably not the best option. See, I like the bar. More than likely you're sitting beside each other. Right. See, I like the bar, though. I don't know. Um, I either like the bar or I like a table, but you're sitting not next to somebody. But if it's a table for four... And there's the 12 o'clock chair, the 3 o'clock chair, the 6 and the 9. You're sitting at the 6 yeah. and the 9 or the 12 and the 3 or, you know, close enough to where you can hear each other. But I, I like the bar. Right. I don't know because it's kind of, to me, it's a little more relaxed. It's a, it's, it's a lot less stressful. You don't have to physically face this person in front of you all night long, you True. know. But it's, I would take the sitting next to somebody at a bar rather than sitting next to somebody in a booth and trapping them. Blocking exactly. their blocking their escape that routes. That's the part that I think. Because I have, I might, I might have just some slight control issues. <laughs> sure. Being trapped inside of a booth, it's like, yo, I'm not in control of this. Like, right. I can't just like decide to get up whenever I want. I have to ask permission, and it's like, I don't, I don't do that. And this is your first time meeting this person. You don't need to ask them permission for anything. <laughs> right. 
All right. I owe you nothing. <laughs> for sure. So what are some good ideas for first dates? So, you know, I think that one of the important things is, is to spend some time communicating with that person before the first date. Okay. Like, don't rush into a first date and be like, because, I mean, how many of us have done the online dating thing yeah. and you finally get somebody and the first time you talk, you're like kind of excited about that person because they can put sentences together and use correct grammar. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and you're like, yo, this, this one's going to be a good one. <laughs> and so you get excited the first day. And then by the third day that you've talked, they've blown it. You know, they've done something really stupid or said something really dumb. So, you know, you don't want to rush in too quick, but you don't want to wait too long. Yeah. But, Pay attention to the person and figure out some things that they like. So if they have a gluten intolerance, you probably don't want to take them out for pizza. You know? You take them out for pasta instead. Yeah, <laughs> 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 if they're vegetarian, you don't want to necessarily take them to a steakhouse. You know, like mm. find out kind of some a few basic things about the person. Mm -hmm. um, but I think some really decent ideas are just to meet up for, you know, the, the cliche of coffee or drinks or whatever. I do like that. And, um, you know, um, recently I went on a date. I probably shouldn't tell my personal stories on here. But um, <laughs> and, and, and she was working at the time and she was working at Starbucks. And I went there to meet her. She had like a little break and we got to sit together and, you know, just have a cup of coffee. But that amount of stress-free, like, hey, this isn't a date. Well, hey, this right. isn't a date that's going to end in that weird, awkward, at the end of the date, my place or yours or good night or what. Like, no, it's five o'clock in the afternoon, evening, I guess. Right. Um we know that this is just like this this quick 10, 15, 20 minute meetup. We're going to sit down, we're going to talk, and that's it. Yeah. I would, that's what I was going to say. I actually think like workday lunch dates are great. That's a good idea. It is kind of this established time limit. And it's not one of you rejecting the other person because you come up with some ridiculous excuse to get up and leave. No, you've um, got to go back to work. We just have this much time. And then we can decide based on how this interaction goes as to whether or not we want to do it again. Mm -hmm. And maybe set it up for a time or a place or a situation where we don't necessarily have any time limit, you know? Sure. So no, I think like workday lunch dates are a great idea. That makes so much sense. There's not that weird, awkward, I don't like this person, but I've only got to sit here for 32 more minutes. It's not the end of the world, right. is it? You can, I mean, we can all do anything for an hour, you know, mm -hmm. <laughs> like, sure. we do all kinds of dumb stuff with an hour all the time. We can sit and interact with somebody socially, even if there's not interest, we can do that for 45 minutes or whatever. Right. So it's time to leave to go back to work. And then, you know, if, if it's a bad day, you've got that easy out. I've got to go back to work. If it's a good day, yep. hey, you enjoy that time. And then, you know, on your way back to work or when you get back to work. Hey, that was really fun. I'd like to do it again. That is too easy. Yep, too easy. That makes so much sense. I, I like that. Solved the world's problem. Yeah, everybody go on lunch people. dates. <laughs> everybody go on lunch dates. All right. So where are we at? Uh, we covered the <laughs> the where and the how. Well, not so much the where. Uh, where's it? Well, we are talking first dates. Our coffee, um, lunch break. 
type thing. That'd be yeah, a good first date. Your first date. places where you're not uh, unable to have a conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, I think on one the the Zach Slusher episode, you guys talked about like a comedy show, you know, and whether or not that was a good place. And I was like, actually, that that would be a great place because. There would be small breaks for conversations, but then there'd be time that would be filled. So you're not having to try to fill the entire time yourself with conversation because sometimes that can be a little bit awkward if the person's a little anxious or whatever. Um, Something like that where there'd be these breaks for conversation and then maybe it even gives you topics to talk about. Sure, Um, I can see that. Because of a joke that's told or, you know, whatever. (laughs) Yeah. Like that would actually be a pretty decent date. Yeah. Um, and then you can get it, gauge their sense of humor and whether or not you guys share a similar sense of humor. I mean, the date that I was on, she did laugh at an anal sex joke, so I was kind of right. But the problem with that was, and it's it, it wasn't it wasn't the um, it, it wasn't that it was a, a comedy show. She couldn't make it on time, so she was late. And then, I mean, she had to leave before the show ended. So it was, I mean, it was seriously like. 40 minutes, 45 minutes of just sitting next to each other, not talking. And not getting to know one another. Right. And listening to these comedians. And it was just kind of, it was really weird and really awkward. And I I mean, yeah, sometimes there are breaks where you can talk, but a lot of times um, with these comedy shows, I mean, it's back to back and they just, they just keep it going. Yeah. It was really hard to talk. It was really, I mean, it wasn't the comedy. Um, especially the comedy from Comedians NWA, because we all know that they have the best comedy. <laughs> but they're not even a sponsor. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> but, but but they are. Uh, you know, yeah, sure, fair enough. Um, they're good people, and they have really good shows. But, yeah, right. it, it was more that, you know, she was late to the show. She had to leave fairly early. And there was just no time that I was able to talk to her throughout throughout that entire time. So that was a personal sure. experience. Please, everybody, take your first dates on a, to a comedian show. It's a great time. If they laugh about anal sex jokes, you're in. <laughs> so maybe the comedy show is a better second or third date. I agree. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Yeah. So um, yeah. just to kind of help us out here, you know how I like lists. And yes. Let's see. This comes from www artofmanliness.com so it's got to be good right absolutely that's a great name yeah so so they have a dynamite date contains these five elements are you ready for these five elements i can't wait okay affordability do you think that that's important i mean you don't want a first date to be some kind of five star 125 dollar plate restaurant do you Well, I think you do have to look at your dating pool. And so if you are, you're kind of, you know, somewhere here in this middle range area, you want to do middle range dates. Because if you take a girl, and this is, I'm thinking about maybe a particular girl that you have gone out with in the past. okay. was probably your worst date. Okay, yeah. It was you, a very you nice a girl who'd never really been anywhere nice, and you took her to a really nice place that yeah. was it's kind of expensive, you know. For sure. Um, had you continued to date, you know, this might have set the precedence, and that's what she's going to want all the time. Hey, that's a you good know? point. I like that. That is a good point. That so you can 
I'm sorry. Yeah, go ahead. you kind of want to look at your dating pool and try not to over impress. <laughs> oh, that makes sense. Yeah, don't don't spend yeah. your months um, wages taking somebody out to to dinner because a that's what they're going to expect. You've set the precedence, like you said. And B, right. at what point do you go up from that? I mean, what what constitutes a special date from there? If you go exactly. to a five-star, $100 plate dinner to watching the game at Buffalo Wild Wings, how much of a piece of shit do you look like? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. And, yeah. And I mean, and if, if you're a guy that's trying to get a girl that's like supermodel status that's going to expect that all the time, you know, how are you going to live up to that? for very long and then that's going to be stressful and you know and this chick is way high maintenance and that's mm-hmm. just not the life that you have the ability to sustain why why put yourself through that like no that so makes sense for so- us women we need to be we need a realistic viewpoint of what you know life with you could be like if we were going to continue dating um if that's mcdonald's all the time then we better be hitting mcdonald's up for the first date Right. Okay. So here's what I want to do. We kind of said that, you know, the lunchtime coffee date is probably the best first date because, you know, you know, the first impression means a lot. But at the same time, with today's dating world and meeting people online, is the first impression really like if you want a serious relationship? Do you think if somebody asks you out for coffee tomorrow at 1230? you'd be like, oh, this dude. Or would you be like, oh, okay, cool. This is actually a first date where this person wants to sit down and talk to me and get to know me. Right, absolutely. Okay. I think for me personally, that would be like a, yeah, this guy, he's he's not trying to overdo it. He's not trying to underdo it. We're just getting to know one another. And that's perfect. So I I think let's use the... um, the lunchtime coffee date as our basis, and we'll see how this list uh, either agrees okay. or goes against that. Okay, so the first one's affordability. So coffee at the most is what, five, six, seven bucks? Yeah, if you're going to an expensive coffee shop. Okay, so affordable, check. So yeah, yeah. affordable. All right, the next um, element for a dynamite date is the chance to converse freely. Um, they say no movie dates, Perfect. concerts, plays, or comedy shows. Ah. Um, uh. <laughs> no super loud restaurants or bars. Um, no bowling either. So, I mean, yeah, so, somewhere that you can sit down and you can have a conversation freely. You can hear one another. There's not this loud ruckus. You have the availability to talk to one another. Um, coffee date. Right. Check. Perfect. Check. It's ideal. Okay. Check. Number three element for a dynamite date, ample face-to-face time. Now, this is something that you had said with, you know, sitting at a bar or sitting across from each other. And this is very interesting. Are you ready for this? I promise, I'm ready. I promise to you, I just read this like three seconds ago and not when I said I like to sit at a bar. Are you ready for this? <laughs> I can't wait. Okay. So ample face-to-face time. Men prefer socializing side-by-side, but women prefer to do it face-to-face. How about that? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Um, Ample eye contact plays a huge role in building attraction. So don't do an activity that's largely side-by-side in nature, ice skating, kayaking. Who's doing that on a date? I don't Uh, know. Ice skating and kayaking? Right. That's... No. That's that's way out there. I mean, for me personally, I don't want to be out on a river 
in the water with somebody who could potentially be a serial killer. That's a good point. There goes your whole control. You have thrown that out the window. You are already in like a, a, a burial spot. Don't put yourself in that position. Mm-hmm. But no, it's very interesting yeah. that, and I, I'd like to look into that. The uh, men prefer socializing side by side, but women prefer face to face. But yeah, ample face to face time. So lunchtime coffee date, check. 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 Works. All right, number four element to a dynamite date novelty. Uh, don't just do something you do on a normal basis. A novel, a novel activity sets the butterflies to flutter. I don't know if that's true, but coffee date is is does that have any novelty to it? I mean, I guess if you went somewhere that was, you know, had a really different environment, you know, like it's not your standard Starbucks, you know. But even then, I'm, I'm not even worried about all of that. Like, okay. I just want to do something chill and relaxed. And I say that, but it would be kind of cool to do something fun. But you could do something fun, like do some sort of a scavenger hunt or something. You know... Like, I feel like serial killers want you to go on a scavenger hunt for a first date. Yeah. So novelty, yeah. I, th- I, I think our, our, our lunch coffee date is kind of missing that. Um, but yeah. I'm, I'm willing to sacrifice novelty for availability, that easy out of, hey, I have to go back to work. You know, I think just keep it simple. Um, how, yeah. I mean, how impressed are you if somebody wants to take you to a really nice expensive sushi place? Are you super, are you I super mean, impressed or are you just kind of like, eh, this is nice. I mean, I'm impressed, but you know, there's always that thought in the back of your mind. So I showed up to every, I, I always show up to every first date with the intention of paying for myself. Uh-huh. Um, you know, cause I don't want to assume that the guy is going to pay for me. You know, I mean, it's nice if he does, but then I, I just don't want to assume that. And so, I mean, offering to take me to an expensive sushi place, I may be looking at my wallet going, Ooh, that's maybe not the best choice for me right now. Very good point. Um, and, 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 and men should kind of um, take that in consideration because a lot of times women don't want them to pay. A lot of times, you know, especially for a first date. Now, here's something that I heard, and I don't know how much to believe in it. But on a first date, if a woman um, offers to pay for herself, that means that she's never seeing you again. True or false? False. False? I'm always going to offer to pay for myself. Okay. What if you absolutely insist? What if you single? Uh huh. I pay for myself all the time. Right. It's what's comfortable for me, um, and I like I said I don't want to assume that the guy is going to pay for everything. I feel like it almost feels rude to me to assume that. But so so no, for me that would be a false statement. I'm not because I'm not looking for a man that's going to completely take over and pay for everything in my life. Okay, good point. So for for me, that's not a gauge for whether or not I'm interested. What if you absolutely? insist and demand that you pay for your own is that kind of the close the gate this date is over i'm never seeing you again or no mm, if i'm like arguing about it uh-huh i well and i i don't 
I just don't think that I would argue about it. I think if the guy insisted, I would be like, okay, I'll leave the tip, you know? <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Okay. Um, even if I wasn't interested and he insisted, I would be like, oh, you know, well, I mean, I'm not going to argue with you if you want to pay for it. I'm, I might not be the best girl to answer that question. Fair enough. Um, let's go on to the fifth and final element for a dynamite date. A backdrop that provides easy conversation fodder. Let's see. Plenty of things going around for you to comment on and talk about. Coffee, yeah, lunch date, coffee that. date. I, I mean, who doesn't like to people watch? Is that, that That's a good first date activity, right? Oh, my gosh. It's one of my favorite things ever to do. Sure. So, yeah. I th- yeah, I can see, like, yeah, looking around and having some pictures that you can comment on or um, interesting kinds of things that you can talk about to help fill some gaps if there are any in conversation. Right. So, um, totally. lunchtime coffee date, check. Check. All right. So our lunchtime coffee date got four out of five. That's not so bad. That's pretty I good. That's excellent. I, I, I think that that would be a good date. If I could check four out of five out of these and novelty, I don't know how much I'm into that because that really takes a lot of effort. Well, not I think it, it, it does take a lot of effort to know what they're going to enjoy. Absolutely. And you had said that before, like, you know, get to know somebody f- before you go out with them. So you know what to suggest for a first date. But novelty just kind of seems seems kind of really cheap. And I I don't know if I'm I don't know if I'm sold on that novelty. Right. For some reason, novelty. I think the novelty is something that you can bring in. You know, you can do interesting things with that person later if you are interested in continuing anything with them. And I think you know, if you go to a good coffee bar, Starbucks included, Melissa. I mean, Missy. <laughs> uh, oh yeah. You know, there's stuff that you can remember from that date that you can make a novelty. You can remember talking about that couple in the corner that were really strange or really cool or really cute. And you can make that your novelty. I don't think that the novelty sure. necessarily has to be there. You can make your own novelty wherever you go. So I'm going to stand corrected. I'm going to <laughs> I'm going to go ahead. Novelty. I'm going to go ahead and give our lunchtime coffee date a four and a half out of five. Because you can make your own novelty. Agreed. Okay. So, ladies and gentlemen, we've decided it is the official stance of the Frankenbeans podcast that a lunchtime coffee date is probably the best first date you can have. Absolutely. Yeah. It, it checks all the boxes. Checks four and, and a half well, of them. Four and a half. Four and a half. Five. But I think novelty is kind of stupid. Like, you know, I, I don't know what... Um, the art of manliness.com, what they know and what they don't know. But I can go ahead and say that you can make your own novelty. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Cool. For sure. I don't think we hit all the topics we wanted to. So, Missy, will you come back and be on the show again? Absolutely. I'd love to. Good deal. This was so much fun. And I'm so glad that you don't sound like you're on the telephone, on speakerphone, um, with a... <laughs> With a mic pointed at you. Yeah. You I'm are right there. You are in the studio. You're sitting right next to me. I assure everyone. Yes. I um, drove five hours to come and do this tonight after you are, work. You are fucking dedicated. I think that is the first F bomb of the of the podcast. Not of the of this episode. That is the first F bomb. 
Um, I take that stuff seriously. So, oh yeah, we've got so much more left to cover with first dates, and there's so many more questions. We just kind of covered the who. No, we kind of covered the where. That's it. Yeah, we really didn't cover the topic conversation, and I think that is an important. I think that's a whole nother episode area to cover. Yeah, I, yeah, I think that could cover an entire episode. I agree. All right. So yeah, we're we're. We're way over our time, but um, we'll figure that out in post. We can edit and blah, 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 blah. All that nerd talk. Yeah. But um, anyways, guys, thank you so much for listening to the Frank and Beans podcast. Um, please email us, email us any questions you have at fnbpodcast at gmail.com. Oh, iTunes, please subscribe and give us a five-star rating. You would not believe how much that helps us, and it helps to share the podcast with people who normally wouldn't see it. So please give us a five-star rating. Please rate us. Uh, please subscribe to us. Like us on Facebook. Uh, follow our polls. Please um, please participate in the polls and give us your, your opinions and your views. And this podcast couldn't really help happen without your help, and we really need that. And... Anyways, Missy, thank you so much for joining us tonight. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for driving five hours to being in the Frank and Bean <laughs> studio. Anytime. I might owe you I'm gas money. I don't know. <laughs> we'll figure that out later. But um, anyway, sure. that was Missy, not on the phone, but in person. And I'm Brian. Absolutely. Thank you so much for listening. <laughs>